0: You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 97.5.com presented by MyBookie, live from the ESPN 97.5 studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open. We're only here for 30 more minutes. A quick programming note. You will get Dallas. Game coming on the pregame starting at 11.30 here on ESPN 97.5. Let's go over to the HRMP listener line right now with no need to make our man AJ wait any longer. AJ, you're on Moneyline. What can we do for you this morning? Hi, good morning, fellas. Got two questions for you. Both are PPR leagues uh, Calvin Ridley or John Brown,
1: and then in the other one, Nelson Aguilar or David Montgomery. I'm going to hang up and listen. Appreciate it, guys.
2: Let's see. I guess I'll go with the first one where you say it was Ridley and John Brown. Is that right? Yep. I'd go with, uh, with Ridley there. He looked pretty good last week, made a big play. So I-, I would
0: roll with him. And I'm on Aguilar. I mean, this isn't a DFS question, so I'm not worried about uh, ownership or anything like that. And yeah, Aguilar's going to get a lot of targets. There's so many injuries on that offensive side to the, uh, or, or at least a few to the wide receiver group specifically, that they have to give it to Aguilar.
2: They do, and I expect more out of him this week because they've been preparing for this game knowing that we don't think Alshon Jeffrey is going to be available. We know Deshaun Jackson isn't playing. I believe they came out and kind of said we had to throw out our whole playbook pretty early in that game the other night just because of all the injuries we were dealing with. The whole game plan kind of went out the window pretty quick, so I expect them to be more prepared this week. I think Nelson Aguilar goes off. What do you make of the Jim
0: Schwartz? He used to, you know, he's the Eagles defensive coordinator. He was in the Lions offensive or the coach. He's the one that drafted Stafford, Yeah, if I'm correct. So, do you think the familiarity there does anything to this game specifically? Because, you know, whenever... You're a coach, and you, you're a big part of why a quarterback gets drafted is because you know his tendencies. You know him real well, let's say, right? You know what he's good and bad at. Yep. Does this do anything, or is there just a, a, a moment of is – it, is, it, is it just a fact of the Eagles can't do anything because the pressure might not be there as, as much as it usually is because of the a few injuries they have up front and that the Lions' ability to throw the ball downfield and be able to spread it out – do you think there's nothing he can do, or do you think that does anything towards a handicap or anything?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the famili- he, he's familiar with him, right? So that certainly helps. But, you know, Stafford's been in the league for a long time. You know, I think most of his tendencies are probably pretty well known around the league. And, you know, maybe it helps a little bit but I wouldn't worry about it too much. I mean, people have been watching film on Stafford for years, and they know what he's good at and what he's not
0: good at. Stafford, something you know, his targets through one uh, through the first two weeks. Galladay 19, something we didn't know. Amendola's 14. And, you know, Marvin Jones has kind of been just nowhere to be found, right? He's got more than Marvin Jones. Think about that, guys. Danny Amendola more than Marvin Jones. As long as he doesn't get those, what is it, migraines that he would always sit out from right. or something with his head,
2: he'll continue to produce. And this makes a lot of sense, right? Because Amendola is a similar receiver to to Golden Tate, who was there for years, right? Somebody that can get open in the slot. So we know Stafford's been very comfortable throwing to a receiver like Golden Tate for a long time. So that makes sense that he's targeting Amendola. They, they do similar things. Now, let's jump over
0: to another game and someone that I want to talk about in the Vikings, the Raiders. A lot of people are stacking the Dalvin Cook heavily in the DFS world. What do you think overall in this game?
2: Man, this is one where... I'm a Josh Jacobs owner. I'm terrified to use him. Did you see he lost like 10 pounds this week? He's what was been up sick. with that? Yeah, he's not only dealing with the hip injury, but he's been sick. He said he's lost 10 pounds this week. He finally got in a, a good practice on Friday, I believe. I think he was limited on Wednesday, and then he practiced on Thursday. And that's a good defense with the Vikings, man. I, and I think they're going to be chasing a lot of points. He hasn't been very active in the passing game, so... I'm kind of trying to stay away from him this week. Like, he's a guy where I'm starting Rex Burkhead over him this week just because of the matchup and him being, you know, sick and injured. I'm That just that, that scares me. I think this game, I think it's a game where they get Kirk Cousins going because anybody can throw against Oakland. This is a Kirk Cousins game. Right, but I also think that once they kind of get a little comfortable, they are going to pound the rock and just get back on track this week. Now, from a cast-patching standpoint, is it a Thielen D or a Diggs game? I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to get Diggs going just because of their opponent, you know, and and they're going to see what you know Mahomes did last week, um, and he was he did whatever he wanted last week. So I think they're going to see that, but they also know they're not built like the Chiefs. You know, the Vikings. And they they don't want to be like that. That's not the type of team they are. The
0: other day, they had less than 10 passes. Yes.
2: Times. And, I you know, it wouldn't surprise me if once they get comfortable, with that becomes the game plan. So I think early, I like me some digs and Thielen, But I think I think they're going to pull ahead and then just run the rock after that. On the Oakland side of the
0: ball, target distribution through the first two weeks, Darren Waller's the yeah. one that leads the way with 15, Tyrell Williams 14, Renfro 11, does that surprise you at all? Does this something that could keep going forward? Is, is is Waller a household name at the tight end position?
2: Now? Well, remember how good Jared Cook was for them last it year. It was a cook off. It was, and you know, so Carr's very comfortable throwing to the tight end in this offense. I think that continues. And Tyrell Williams is banged up, right? He has like a hip point or something like that. So I think he's going to play, but I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent. Andrew's going to get to these injury reports for us here in just a bit, and we'll get into that. And
0: one more note from this game. Everyone always talks, and we, we, we talked about it week one, how Xavier Rhodes gets a lot of credit that maybe he's not deserved now. Just think about this. The so-called shutdown Xavier Rhodes. He's allowed 11 of his 13 targets, 11 catches, 85%, 10.4 yards per attempt. That's what he's allowing. So he's not the same Xavier Rhodes as before. But let's get over to that injury report right now. We go over with our guy Andrew the Gal Media Injury Expert, and there's a lot of question
1: marks. Let's make them answers.
2: Breaking news. N- n- news flash. All
1: right, Like you guys said, there are a lot of question marks on the injury report. For the noon games, we've got the answers. So starting off, Mark Andrews, everyone expected him to be active. He went through the exact same protocol last week where he was questionable throughout the week. He's active. He's nice. going to be good to go. Devin Singletary running back for Buffalo, he's out with a hamstring injury. So you've got Frank Gore being backed up by TJ Yeldon. Tyler Croft, tight end for Buffalo. He's out with an ankle injury. He's still about a week away. Michael Gallup, receiver for the Cowboys. He's out with a knee injury, so that means Devin Smith is going to be the number three receiver. Jimmy Graham, he's active despite a groin injury, but he is not 100% whatsoever. Stay away from him. I mean, I generally just stay away, say stay away from Jimmy Graham yes. anyway, yes. but if if you need to play him, please don't. Marla Mack, he's active for the Colts despite a calf injury. That's a big one. T.Y. Hilton, he's active for the Colts as well, despite a quad injury. Like we talked about earlier, Damon Williams, Kansas City running back, he's out. LaShawn McCoy is active. However, the ankle injury is going to hinder him a little bit, so expect a slightly smaller workload than normal. Tyreek Hill, he's still out, but his arm is out of the sling, so he's a, has a chance to return next week. Albert Wilson, receiver for the Dolphins, he's out with a calf injury. James White, we talked about him as well. He's out for personal reasons. His wife is about to give birth. So that means Rex Burkhead is going to get a massive jump. Sam Darnold, he remains out with mono. He should be back around week five, week six. Ty Montgomery, he's active. Demarius Thomas for the Jets, he's inactive. For the Jets as well, Joshua Bellamy, he is active despite a shoulder injury. Wide re- Oakland wide receiver Dwayne Harris is out with an ankle injury. And over for the Philadelphia Eagles, Deshaun Jackson, he's out. Alshon Jeffrey is also inactive. And Dallas Goddard, the tight end, is active despite a calf injury. Wow.
2: So there's – wow, th- that's interesting. So Nelson Aguilar, fire him up. I mean, that's pretty clear. What about the Chiefs, guys? That worries me a little bit with LaShawn McCoy if – you know, they're already saying he's not going to have a normal workload. Darwin Thompson's in the mix there. It it makes you worry they're just going to kind of take from each other and you may not get a good performance out of either guy. It's exactly what you're going to see here. Now, let's go over to,
0: uh, we got a question on Facebook, actually. Our guy named Jimmy says, we're watching you, oh, he's watching us on uh, the, the Twitch stream. McVance McDonald or
2: Greg Olson? Ooh, man, that's a tough one right there. Let me pull up my rankings and see where I have these guys. And I do my rankings on Sports Map every week if you guys want to check that out. Let's see. He said Vance McDonald. And who was the other one? Greg Olson. Greg Olson. I'm kind of high on Greg Olson. Huge. I'm glad you said that. Arizona has
0: allowed the most points to the uh, the tight end position this year in fantasy. 22.7 points per game. They're getting torched. 273 yards to the position. Three scores. Whenever you're a new quarterback... You trust your tight ends. Usually that's just uh, somewhat of a safety valve. Right. Expect Greg Olson to get peppered with targets, and he'll get in the end zone.
2: And, you know, Vance McDonald, that he's not a bad play. You know, I think Mason Rudolph's going to target him because he's a, a young quarterback. Yeah, both in the same predicament. But uh, this one,
0: there's not very many people that I'm, got sleeper status over Olson. Once you get past that top tier of tight ends, then I got Olsen slid in
2: there in the DFS. The matchup's too good. And, I mean, he came off a 100-yard game the other night, so they're using him. So he's a good guy to get to. All right, we have a couple more games we haven't really hit yet. Do you want to jump on those? Well, yeah, let's get to the break real quick. When we get back, we'll jump in all that
0: because we just scored a goal. 11th minute in. Dortmund 1-0. We're on the over three. I told you, your bookie, he's going to be sick before the noon kickoff. And I'm going to help him get sick. He's going to throw up. We're going to throw a barbecue. We're going to do it together. Last segment before the Cowboys takes over. You listen to Moneyline ESPN's 97.5. Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 975.com. com presented by my Bookie. live from the ESPN 97.5 studios here's Jerry Bo and Josh Jordan welcome back to Moneyline 713 780 3776 at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter hey let's get right over these questions because we got many many Twitter or actually text messages Jimmy G or Phillip Rivers? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Let me pull up my ranks here. All right. I'll go Jimmy G right off the top. Uh, I, that's one of my games that I'm predicting points. And I talked earlier how I think that the Texans can limit the uh, charges to maybe about 20, 20 23 points. Low 20. I think that the, the
2: uh, 49ers get in the 30s. I'm going to take Rivers. I've got him at number 11. I just... Texans secondary, that's their biggest weakness, so I'm, I'd go with big Philly style there. Here's another
0: tough one. Marquise Brown or Kenny Galladay? Hey, we're going to use this whole last uh, 12, 11 minutes for starting Seminole because we got a ton of them. So here we go. Fire them up. Jimmy G, Phillip Rivers. We got, he went Rivers. I went Jimmy G. Marquise Brown or Galladay?
2: I think I'd go with Galladay here.
0: I like Galladay as well. We talked about the struggles that the Eagles have in the defensive backfield. I think he goes off. How about... Hollywood Brown, Cooks, or Michelle PPR? Oh man, uh, I'm gonna go with Hollywood right there. I like Hollywood Brown as well. We know Michelle's basically absent in the PPR world, right. so I, I like Michelle. Although that he is interest, uh, it, it is interesting what Michelle's gonna do, especially in a game that has such a big spread. Yeah. You forget that the script's gonna tell him to run the ball. Let's go over to our next question here. I need to start three in a PPR league. David Johnson, Austin Eckler, Le'Veon Bell, or Nick Chubb? Ooh, you got some hard hitters. I mean, wow. I mean, Austin Eckler for sure, Nick Chubb. So, to me, it would be out of Le'Veon Bell or David Johnson, as silly as that sounds.
2: Yeah, that is... Man, I, I think I'd probably take Bell just because, man, he's getting so much work in the passing game. It's ridiculous.
0: Whoever this is, if you're listening out there, seven one three seven zero three seven seven six. I need to be playing in your league. Yeah,
2: no kidding. <laughs>
0: here we go again. Another one, standard scoring, flex play. I'm um, not understanding which one because all – right, all right, here we go. David Montgomery, Ridley, Josh Jordan, or
2: John Brown? Oh, man. Uh, I'm kind of leading towards Josh Gordon, man. I think, I think he has a big game this week. Yeah, and everyone over here,
0: uh, Ridley has been a big topic today, right? He yeah. seems like to be popping a lot, but you know he's a
2: he needs to get in the end zone to pay off. You know, Gordon's going to get targets. He is, and, and to me, that one's close. I, you know, I actually have Ridley ranked higher. So for what it's worth, I have Ridley ranked higher. But this was before the news of the Antonio Brown broke. You know what I mean? So I've moved up Josh Gordon since then. So I think this one's kind of tough. So. I don't envy you. I guess I'd lean Ridley, but I really like Gordon this week. Let's go over
0: to a phone call. We got Matt on the HRP listener line. He has a fantasy question. What can we do for you on this beautiful morning? Yeah, good morning, fellas. Uh, what do y'all do about Nixon, man? Thinking about sitting him. I got Mike Williams against the Texans today. I just don't know what to do with Nixon, man. He's driving me crazy.
1: Thanks, fellas.
2: Yeah, that's a tough one right there. I, I'm in the same boat with you. I'm mixing on a team, and I'm I'm benching him for Rex Burkhead today. It's just a deal where their offensive line is terrible. And he's I think he's still hurt. So I, I like my chances with Mike Williams against the Texans secondary. I think it is make sure and check. He's been a little banged up. And it is a three o'clock kickoff. So you don't want to get caught not having somebody to start. And I've
0: seen Mike start a game and not finish it, and that's what hurts the most if you start a guy and he doesn't finish it. So, yeah, keep that in mind. Have
2: other options at the 3 o'clock if he doesn't go.
0: Diggs, Tyra Williams, or Calvin Ridley again for his uh, wide receiver two
2: spot. Man, we just keep getting the Calvin Ridley stuff. I guess people aren't really sure if... If he's for real, and right? And you want
0: him to break out because yes. when he has those games, he has the big ones. But he
2: seems like a boomer bus guy. He does. So if, get this. I have Ridley at 21 and I have Diggs at 22. So they're back-to-back in my ranking. So I'll lean Ridley. Yeah, and, and
0: I, I think it's going to be a Diggs game, specifically in that Minnesota matchup. Yep. I think that Minnesota throws up 27, 30 points. This is that one game that keeps Kurt Cousins employed. You know, that sure is isn't one game that everyone's like, I mean, look who he is. But... That's not who he really is consistently. PPR League, Josh Jacobs or John Brown?
2: I'm going to go John Brown. It just feels safer. We talked about Jacobs, man. He's dealing with the injury, and he's been sick this week. Terrible matchup for him. Give me John Brown. I like John Brown as well. We know he's
0: one of the best deep ball guys in the league, and he gets that ball thrown to him a lot. His quarterback is one of the better league deep ball throwers. I'll take John Brown there as well. I think that we went through all of them. One last one, Duke Johnson or Rex Burkhead?
2: Give me Rex Burkhead. I just – you don't know what you're going to get with the Texans as far as if it's going to be a Hyde game or a Duke game. I think Burkhead will have a bigger role today just because he's, he's going to be the passing downs back, and he still gets carries. Now, it is Bill Belichick. We call him Bellatrix for a reason. You think they're going to do something with their backfield, and then all of a sudden he, he pulls an audible on you. You know, he calls one and then uses a different guy. So there is some risk. This is such a good
0: predicament to be in I guess because Duke he's going to get his we talked about how I think they could beat uh, to, uh, alleviate the pressure from the defensive line to keep them off balance per se and that's to hit him on that screen let him through then hit Duke, Duke Johnson which will lead to open field but if you told me that you're going to get the guy that's going to replace James White in an offense Rex Burkhead he's going to have to be the guy that gets the catches Ah, it's hard to pass that up.
2: It, it is, and it, it kind of feels gross, right? Starting Rex Burkhead, it's already week three. You're like, ugh. And my, is this really what I'm playing in my, my flex spot? But he's going to have a big role today, and the Patriots, man, they're going to roll the Jets. How about Mark Ingram or Cooper Cup? Man, I love Mark Ingram this week. Now, Cooper Cup, I have him, like, I think top 15. I got him at number 12 at receiver, but I just I think Mark Ingram is going to have a big game.
0: Yeah and I think that's going to be a big uh emphasis the c- controlling the clock for the Ravens. Yeah. Last year last year's matchup everyone looks at the final score but it didn't go in the Ravens favor. They they uh they were the Chiefs had 37% or 37 minutes of of ball possession. So I don't think they can let that happen. How do you beat the Chiefs? You can run on them. You so can and you, you want
2: to keep the game a little shorter, right?
0: Exactly. So and that's what scares me so much about that over. Everybody's got that over penciled in, which don't get me wrong, I I see a lot of big plays happening which will ultimately get it there. And I if I if I'm bending, I'm on the over, but with the weather coupled in and the Ravens knowing that they have to run the ball to keep the ball away, it's it's kinda scary. It's it's tricky. No doubt about it. Now, is there any other games you want to get to before we get out of here? We only got about five minutes. We got through all the texts to start and them. Again, if you're listening right now, 713 We'll try to get to
2: your specific question before we get out of here. I guess the last one we haven't really hit is, is Rams-Cleveland. Rams now a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I say start all your Rams this week for fantasy. I think it's going to be a good week for them. Uh, Cleveland, you know, you're starting Odell Beckham anyway. A lot of people asking about Jarvis Landry. I don't know if you can really trust him anymore. You know, like you might have to start him and just hope he has a lot of catches, but his role is starting to concern me a little bit. What about the Rams? Do you like them to, to cover here? They're in Cleveland, about three and a half is the spread. It's scary to even see that the, that, the Ram, that the Cleveland's
0: having a big spot, and I don't know how they're going to react. I don't know which team shows up. I'll probably be on this
2: under be on the under for that one yeah
0: and i'll release something on sports map later on on the bookie busters make sure you check on that let's go to the hrnp listener line before we get out of here we got cole with a stardom cinema question what can we do for you on this beautiful morning cole
1: hey i got a big problem with a bunch of wide receivers here so i got tyler lockett kenny galladay emmanuel sanders and marquise brown all starting but i also have nelson Aguilar. should i put him in there
0: how many spots you got open
1: uh, I got I got no open spots. I'm going to have to sit either Marquise Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyler Lockett, or Kenny Galladay. Dang. TPR, double flex league.
2: Dang, that's a tough. Yeah, it is. so tough. I'd God. probably sit Sanders. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, you if you look Sanders? at Sanders. And, and that's tough. Yeah, and, and out of those, yeah, pro, I'm probably with you there. I mean, it's tough because Sanders has been one of the better scoring wide receivers this yes. year. I know. Yeah, it's And I shot him last week. Yeah, and it's tough, but then you you figure Lockett coming off a career-high in targets, it, that's such a tough predicament. But, yeah, I would probably say Sanders.
1: So you think Aguilar is the play, though, today with him being the only top receiver?
0: He has to be, man. The, the, the volume's going to be there. I expect him to get 30% of the wide receiver look, or the share period as far as the uh, the, the passing. So expect Aguilar, as, as long as he gets, I mean, Aguilar's going to get, man, five, six catches and probably in the end zone. That's what I'm projecting them for. Right.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate the help, y'all.
0: Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Well, you know what that sound is. It's time for us to get out of here. It's time for us to put our name on something. What's something that
2: you're going to put your name on that you feel strongly about? I've been saying it all morning. Give me sexy Rexy. I'm going with Burkhead this week. I think he comes through for you. If you need some help in your flex, I'm not telling you to, you know, sit one of your studs for him. But if you have somebody that's kind of questionable, I think you can roll with Rex Burkhead this week. So put my name on it. Andrew,
1: put your name on
2: something for the people.
1: Kyler Murray gets his first win as an NFL quarterback today, going up against Kyle Allen and the Carolina Panthers at home. I like
0: the way he said that. That sounds, that sounds fantastic to Me, me. I'm going to put my name on the over in that same game. It's funny he says that. That's two weeks back-to-back. And if you're listening out there and you keep track with this show, last week we ended it, he said Chiefs, and, and he took it for me, and I said, I'm not going to change it. The Chiefs smashed the spread. This week he's saying, Kyler Murray, I'm with him again, but I'm with him in the aspect of the games going over because of the pace of these two teams. Hammer the over in that game because it's going to be money. We see we have – we're going to
1: leave. How much time
0: we got left, uh, Andrew? got about
1: a minute we got to get a my bookie
0: yeah we got to get a my bookie read sorry guys everyone that's left on hold call in earlier usually we run till noon so next week call in the same number same time hit us and up we'll on twitter you, yeah, yeah we'll
2: leave you with this my bookie guys if you're gonna bet all these put your name on it you gotta do it at my bookie guys you want to get paid when you win that's the most important thing right so go to my bookie they have odds on every game they have player props you get your cash when you want it when you win and if You know what? You missed kickoff. You're running a little bit behind. It's okay. They have live in-game betting. Jerry and I do it all the time. Pull out your phone. The spread changes a little bit. You get your bet in, guys. Don't bet with some no-name sportsbook where you don't know if you're going to get paid. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up today, and they will double your first deposit. That's $1,000 in free money to wager on your favorite team. You just want to use promo code RADIO. That's how you get down on that exclusive offer. Double down with the code RADIO. Play, win, and get paid. MyBookie we